Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the Alliance Guys podcast on Blog Talk Radio for Alliance-Wrestling.com. Welcome, everybody, to this edition of the Alliance Guys podcast. And right now, I am the only Alliance guy. This is DKM, waiting on Jaden to join. Uh, our beloved and fearless leader, J-Cal, is off taking care of whatever he's off taking care of whenever he doesn't make our show. And today's scheduled guest is Cordell Walker. Hopefully, he'll be joining us shortly. Hopefully, Jaden will be joining us shortly. But until then, you get to listen to me ramble. Isn't that great, guys? There is some news out of the NWA last night. Uh, Lords of Chaos, Damian Wayne, and Lance Erickson won the Southern Tag Team titles at Sawmill. So that makes both of them double champions. Damian Wayne recently regained the National Heavyweight Championship. And Lance Erickson is the NWA Mid-Atlantic Mountain State champion. So that's one thing that's going on in the wrestling world today. Another thing that's going on is tonight in NWA Smoky Mountain, there is a big card that features a title versus title match as NWA World Junior Heavyweight Champion Chase Owens defends the title defends his title and challenges for the NWA Smoky Mountain Heavyweight Championship against Jason Kincaid. Now, for those of you who follow Smoky Mountain and follow wrestling in that area, those two have had some back and forth. They've wrestled each other a few times, most notably recently on for a, on the undercard of a TNA show. And uh, it's personal to them. And you know, there's been some questions on the board. Well, why would one want the other's title? Well, they want the other's title because it's what they're after. And Jaden, is that you joining us? That's me. How you doing, DK? Well, I'm getting ready to hang you and Jay for abandoning me for the first few minutes of the show. But other than that, hey, I'm doing fine. I had to get to a place where I can get some kind of signal. I wasn't getting any. <laughs> so I had to go walk around and try to find somewhere to find some kind of cell phone signal. So are you sticking your head out a window and leaning your arm to the left and your body to the right? Yep. I can't I can't move, but I have a coat hanger in one hand and a lightning rod in another, so I should be okay. Well, excellent, excellent, excellent. I think what you need to do in that particular case then is you know, take a picture so that we can all mock you at a later date and time. <laughs> I would, but then I'd have to move my cell phone. Yeah. Well, 
let me wrap up what I was talking about. In Smoky Mountain tonight, there's a big match between Chase Owens and Jason Kincaid. Do you have a prediction on who may win that match? It's a double title match. I think, honestly, we're going to have a new NWA World Junior Heavyweight Champion in the gift. I think this this um, championship seems to be something that he's been gearing for. He's held the Smoky Mountain Championship for a very, very long time. Uh, he's wrestled in heavyweight division. He's wrestled in junior heavyweight division. I think that may give him an advantage over Chase Owens because he has more experience in big matches in both styles, not just the junior heavyweight style. So I think the fact that he impressed a lot of people when he was in the NWA World Heavyweight title, eight-man elimination, and the fact he's been the champion, he's defended against the top in the, in the, in the NWA and around the world, and the fact that he's also, I believe, the TCW cruiserweight champion. I think that holds a lot of weight, and I don't know. I see him coming out with with a new championship belt. Well, I'm going to agree with you for no other reason than I don't have a clue, and that sounds like a good argument to me. Also, the main event <laughs> on tonight's card is going to be World Heavyweight Champion Rob Conway versus Chris Richards. So, there's a little bit of history between them when uh, Conway was independent title against Ricky Morton. Uh, the Illuminati, including Chris Richards, Richard jumped both of them. So, yeah, Conway's probably looking for a little bit of payback. Speaking of NWA World Heavyweight Championship contenders, I think, you know, our guest today, I think he'll make an excellent challenger against the for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Well, he certainly might. Let's see if he's on, on. I have a Wednesday out call, but Cordell, are you on? Hello? Cordell? Caller Can you hear us? Well that may not be that may not be him. The numbers blanked out, so I have a hard so I don't know who it is or what area code they're calling from. So if you have any technical difficulties. Well, I don't know that's a technical difficulty. It just may not he may not have made the made the call yet. Well I'm gonna give him a text while you're calling while you're talking, uh, DK. So what else is going on in the NWA? And in wrestling. Well, uh, you know, one thing that's starting to get some notice is the New Japan gentlemen that are going to be coming to Texas in October. And for those that don't realize, there's an angle going on in in New Japan Pro Wrestling right now over in Japan that involves uh, NWA with the NWA World Champion Rob Conway and uh, the NWA president, Bruce Tharp, and Vice President Chris Roncolo, who have made trips, made a couple trips out there to defend the title. They're being portrayed as invaders in New Japan. And so New Japan has decided to return the favor, and they're sending out uh, four gentlemen for, uh, to Texas in October to wrestle in NWA Houston and NWA Branded Outlaw Wrestling. And uh, not only are they going to be putting on a card, but they'll also be doing a a tryout session for New Japan. So some wrestlers who may be interested in that need to go to the NWA Facebook page and check out what the requirements are. 
I, I'm not sure exactly what the you know what they're asking. Uh, unfortunately, I don't follow the NWA Facebook anymore. But um, if I'm and I'm only saying if if they could do it like a seminar, you know, and use it as a seminar and as a training session, I think it's it's really stupid for anybody not to do it because not only you get a tryout, you know, for the New Japan Pro Wrestling, the number two wrestling promotion in all the world. Number one wrestling, if you consider the word wrestling and not sports entertainment. But also, you know, if you can learn from the from the wrestlers that are going to be involved, it's it's a win win experience. You know, you're, it's something if you're going to want to do take care of your career and move it forward, it's going to be a huge step, I think, for anybody who can get to Texas to do so. I would agree. We'll hold on just a second. I think I might be able to call up what they were. what they're asking for. You know how the world goes right now. What do you think about the Lords of Chaos, Damian Wayne and Lance Erickson winning the Southern Tag Team titles last night? That means right now Damian Wayne is the NWA National Champion. It means he's one half of the NWA Southern Champions. And his partner, um, Lance Erickson, is the NWA Mountain State Champion or the NWA uh Worldwide, not worldwide, NWA Mid-Atlantic Mountain State Champion, and one half Southern Tag Team Champions. I think that's great for both of them because not only I think that really makes a claim for them to get a shot at the NWA World Tag Team Championship, which has been both been clamoring for, but now they're actually both contenders for both the World Heavyweight Championship and the World Tag Team Championship. We could see one of them as the World Champion, and then both of them holding the World Tag Team Championship at the same time. That's an accomplishment I don't believe has ever been matched. No, not that I'm aware of, and especially not since the days of a fully recognized board World Tag Team Championship. All right, here's a, here was the notice on the tryouts and clinics. It says, says there will be, in the next couple of days, they'll formally be opening up registration for the New Japan Pro Wrestling Tryouts Clinic, hosted by the NWA on October 18th in Houston and October 19th in San Antonio. Registration will be first come, first serve. Single and two-day packages are available. Registrants must be professionally trained, provide a resume, and a promo shot photo. So stay tuned to the NWA webpage, nwringside.com, and their Facebook page for more information. So it sounds like... Depending on a wrestler's definition, of, I mean, a, a person's definition of professionally trained, but unfortunately it's a person's definition differ between wrestler and wrestler, it seems like. But if it doesn't seem like it's that accomplishment, that, that much uh, requirement that is too difficult for anybody to do, they should find a way to get there and improve their career. Who knows, we might be seeing wrestlers like Damian Wayne and, and Lance Erickson tearing it up in the New Japan dojo rings. That would certainly be a that would certainly be a fascinating prospect. I mean, I, you know, I remember the days when uh, Kerry Von Eric lost the world title to Rick Flair in Japan, and it would be interesting to have a couple of Americans going to Japan and spending much time to not only challenge the best of the New Japan talent, but wrestle each other with titles on the line. 
It would be great. A large audience in front of the anywhere between six to twenty to fifty thousand people, depending on which venue they happen to be to happen to have the event in. I think it's a great major major deal. Now I just got a contact from Buddha Walker. He'll be calling in a little bit. He's having technical difficulties, as we said. All right. We so what's going up in your neck of the woods? Actually, things are kind of slow right now. Surprisingly, with the summertime, you wouldn't think that would be happening, you know. But right now, wrestling is kind of slow in the Northeast. Uh, I know that you know, obviously, the big companies still run like the CZW, um, stuff like that, and there are some smaller school promotions running. Uh, nothing seems to really be happening until September 27th, which is a Friday night at the Clayton High School in Clayton, New Jersey. Dog, Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators, makes its return to the Clayton High School where history has been made multiple times. And you're going to see a main event of Damian Wayne defending the Dog, Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling and Gladiators Championship against the Greek god himself, Papadon, who is the number one contender. And in the double main event, Biggie Biggs, who is currently the World Wrestling Grand Prix champion, will be defending against the undefeated and Clayton, New Jersey's own Chainsaw Joe Gacy. Uh, that's a double main event right there. And if, if that's not enough, if that wasn't right there on the marquee enough to be worth the t- price of the mission alone, you're going to see such superstars as TNA superstar Robbie E and former WWE and WCW superstar The Patriot. So you're going to see some amazing wrestling action. The Dangerous Drill and Wrestling Gladiators Tag Team Championships will also be on the line. And there will be announcements soon on what's going on with that. And you're going to also see former TNA star Anthony Nice as he takes on Sonny, Tammy Stitch's current boyfriend, David Starr. But we won't hold that against him. And you'll also see ECW original Thomas Robbins. you got to have a loaded event from top to bottom. You've got Cordell Walker. I'm not Cordell Walker. I'm sorry. you got Dirty We're talking about Cordell. He's on my head. you got Dirty Money. you got uh, Breaker Morant. you got South Philly's uh, Finest. You got AC Rock, the current dog tag team champions. Uh, Joey Spades is going to be on the event. It's going to be a loaded event, like I said, from top to bottom. Mark Krieger, the sensational one. Uh, if you can't get your tickets right away, because it's going to be, it's going to be probably the best dog event of all time, and that says a lot considering the last couple of events we've been having. That's very true. I think Bordell may be continuing to have technical problems. We had somebody pop on for about ten seconds and disappear. So let's go on with the show, and hopefully he'll pop back on here in a second. Hopefully. And unfortunately, in the world of technology, it would be great if everything worked all the time, but that just does not happen, does it, DK? No, and, uh, you know, the great joys of cell phones and smartphones and all that stuff is they work great when you're someplace where they work great. But when they don't work great, they typically don't work at all. Yeah. Welcome to technology. Things are a lot yeah. different than when you had, when you were younger and you used to have to take that phone down to the corner store and, and crank that crank and, you know, talk to the operator to get people. Right, DK? <laughs> That's for sure. But I can tell you stories that would bore most people. But I still remember those old rotary phones, so, you know. So, Jaden, while we have a little bit of time on our hands, we still await Wardell. 
What? Tell us a little bit about your background in the business. Wow. There's a loaded question. All right. I started yeah, off as was. the – what was that? <laughs> yeah, well, you know. I started off, believe it or not, as a young fan, but I've actually been involved since I was very, very, very young. I used to do things like set up chairs, sell programs, um, help with the ring gear, carrying it back and forth. I started very young trying to get involved with the business. First time I saw it, I instantly fell in love with it. And I knew I wanted to do everything I could with it. So, I mean, I literally did everything I could with it. I was bringing the stuff to the back to the wrestlers where I got to meet some of the biggest stars. I was setting up the chairs, putting up the ring, doing everything before I was even even able, old enough to train to get into the ring. I was doing all this stuff. And then uh, I started doing comedy. How would you get started? Did you have an inside source? Did you know somebody? Was it a family member? Or did you just beg? My brother used to take me to independent pro wrestling. Uh, my uncle took me to the bigger shows, but my brother used to bring me to independent pro wrestling. And he knew Dennis Carluzzo. Um, anybody who knows Dennis, he, he, he has five or six episodes of stories that we could be telling just based on Dennis Carluzzo that would go on and on and on. We'd probably take the whole two and a half hours that we could possibly do on Blog Talk Radio for like five or six shows. But Dennis and my brother knew each other. And my brother was helping out with Dennis, and I kind of was helping out with him. And then in the process, he was doing a lot of the video recording for the Dennis Carluzzo shows, the Larry Sharp shows, the early Tri-State Wrestling Alliance shows, and the very, very early Eastern Championship Wrestling shows at Mike Smith's Sports Bar. So we were, uh, me and my friends of mine who would go to wrestling, we would be involved and do these different things to you know, help my brother out and help the shows out because we just absolutely love wrestling. Um, I remember at Mike Schmidt Sports Bar for the early ECW, we were planted fans where they would have us cheer for the faces and boo the heels, except for Stevie Wonderful, who was one of the people associated with the early Eastern Championship Wrestling. We were we were supposed to boo the heels and cheer the faces, you know, to get the crowd to do what they wanted to do, except for Stevie Wonderful, who was a heel. They wanted us to – he wanted me – me and my friend at the time to constantly cheer for him, and we had CV wonderful signs and everything like that. But like I said, I did just about everything. Then when I was finally old enough to start training, I was 17 years old, we started training at the school. It was by um, Carnage and Lucifer. They ran a promotion down uh, down in Maryland, and they had a school down there, and that's where we started training down in Maryland, me and, and three of my other buddies. We all trained together. We all worked out together. We all lived close to each other. We went to high school together. And we were nine times out of ten, it seemed like we were wrestling one somehow, some way, shape, or form in the match with each other always, whether it was a tag match or singles matches or something like that. It felt like we were always involved with each other in some way, early wrestling training. I mean, I trained for over a year before I had my first match, and that doesn't count the Battle Royals, but, you know, that's, that's how wrestling was back in that day. You had to actually work out and train for a long time. Nowadays, they seem like two two or three practices are throwing you out there as long as you can sell 10 tickets. Well, back in my day, they made sure we learned how to do everything. And then I, um, when we couldn't get down there anymore, I started training at the, at the CZW school, and it was in Mantua, right on Tyler's Mill Road, the early, very first CZW school and the very first CZW arena in Mantua, New Jersey. And we were training down there with, with Reckless Youth and John Dahmer 
and Jose Rivera Jr. and I'll be an angel of East L.A. where the trainers, we were working out with them constantly, learning so much different stuff. So that's kind of how I got involved with wrestling. And then after when I, when I wasn't wrestling, I was managing. I was refereeing. I was, I've done timekeeping. I've done t- uh, commentary, both color and play-by-play. And in fact, for one show, I was both the color commentator and the play-by-play commentator with two different personas. That was quite confusing and interesting to do. But it was, you know, I've done just about everything in wrestling until I finally started promoting. And then I was co-promoting with a bunch of different people until I broke off on my own. And now I work for Dr. Lauren Zirconium as his advisor and uh, many other different things, helping him with Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators. That's a full life in wrestling right there. Yeah, there's. I don't think there's anything in wrestling I haven't done. You know, at least have you been pinned by a woman individual. yet? What was that? Have you been pinned by a woman yet? Yes. <laughs> I got beat up by Kenny Rogers, so it has been happened, both in wrestling sense and in sense that uh, is a little too not so PG for this. Radio broadcast. Yeah, yeah. So, (laughs) I'm off. We haven't found Wardell yet, so it's just you and me today, buddy. I'm going to text him again, but while we were talking, um, DK, you actually, if I'm not mistaken, you were at the... uh, Cotton Bowl, I believe, for Kerry Von Erich and, and Ric Flair when Kerry Von Erich won the world title. Is that true? It was actually the old Texas Stadium. And, uh, yes, I was there. It was part of a then record-setting crowd of 43,000 or, or uh, somewhere along those lines. And it, it, was a, it was a very interesting card. And you go back and you look at cards back then, but that was like the super card of the day. It was kind of free any of the big stuff that went on in, on wrestling like today where everything's a mega card. It was, so it was kind of the first big super card of its, of its day. And, you know, when you go back and you look at some of the matches, it was called Parade of Champions, but there was only like two two championship matches on it. You know, nowadays you can go to a standard card and it'll have six matches and every match will be for some time of some sort. But it was... Uh, it was a very exciting and exhilarating thing to do, and it was only the second live card I had ever been to. And in fact, really? my very first live, my very first live card had been the Monday before, and this was this was taking place on a Sunday, I believe. And you were just full of energy, and then when Kerry finally got the win, I think the Texas crowds had been programmed for so long not to expect them to win that it was it literally was a shock. We were surprised when that pin happened. And then there was some jumbling going on in the ring and some talking and, you know, that you could hear later on TV, but we didn't know what they were saying. And we kept waiting for them to give the title back to Flair. <laughs> and, and the ring announcer kept, kept saying, okay, we're having technical difficulties, we're having audio difficulties. And so he announced Kerry being the world champion about five different times. 
I don't think they're really having difficulties. I think they're trying to find a good shot for the TV show. Gotcha. They just kept announcing it and announcing it and announcing it, and the crowd kept going crazy and crazy and crazy. And the wild thing about it was that wasn't even the final match. We still have one more match to wait for. What was the final match after that? It was a mixed tag team between Chris Adams and Sunshine and Jim Garvin and Precious. And the interesting thing that came out of that was the return of Gina Hernandez. Gina Hernandez walked into the ring before the thing. Chris Adams and Jimmy Garvin had been feuding over the American heavyweight title, and Garvin was currently the champion. And Gina Hernandez walks in and goes, I don't care if you're the American champion or you're the American champion, pointing to each wrestler. He goes, two weeks, San Juan, Puerto Rico, you're mine. And three weeks later, Gino Hernandez came back to, te- to the Dallas-Fort Worth area as the American heavyweight champion. Wow. Well, there was probably a match in Puerto Rico, but, you know, we won't talk about that. <laughs> that's interesting that they would do it that way, you know, but that's, you know, happens in wrestling. I was a big Gino Hernandez fan. Uh, it's a shame what exactly happened to him, his early demise, mm-hmm. and unfortunately... He brought it upon himself, but that I didn't hey, even hey, know hey. that that was. Can you hear me? Hey. Yeah, we got somebody yeah. on the line. Let's see if it's Fordell. Fordell, is that you? Caller from 912. That's Fordell's uh, number. Fordell, can you hear us? Yeah, guys, what's going on, man? There hey, Fordell. Hey, We're so glad hey, to hear you. We're dying without you, I know, man. I know, I know, man. It's been a it's been a busy, busy day, man. Busy day. How's everybody doing? Good. How are you today? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can yeah. hear you fine. Can you hear us? Yeah. Okay. What's going on, guys? Not too much. It's a shame we uh, we weren't able to give you the introduction you deserve. But ladies and gentlemen, this right here is a journeyman wrestler who's wrestled everywhere in this country, who continuously travels from the north of the country to the south south of the country to the east and the west. He is one of the wrestlers who are very well known for making other wrestlers look ten times better than they really are. He is the former WA national heavyweight champion and NWA Saw superstar Vordell Walker. How are you doing? Man, I am I am good. I'm, I apologize. It took me a little bit, uh, you know, uh, but I'm I'm glad I was able to make the call in, man. Sorry about uh about holding y'all up, but uh, thanks for having me on. So, uh, what do y'all want to jump into? Well, I'd like to start off first of all. How did you get involved in pro wrestling? Because I, if I'm not mistaken, this is a pretty interesting story. Just how you got even to be a pro wrestler. Um, well, my dad used to take me to events, uh, here in Savannah, Georgia when I was a kid and, and, uh, I knew right then and there, that's what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. But at that time, uh, it, it, uh, finding a wrestling school is a, a really hard process, you know, back then. So it's not quite as easy to find a school, um, you know, back then as it is now, you can pretty much type it in on Google, but, um, you know, there are a lot of good schools out there, and there's a, a whole lot of bad. But uh, um, I just happened to be at the right place at the right time. Um, but up in, up until that point, um, I did a lot of training, uh, played a lot of different sports. It kind of got me ready uh, for the professional wrestling world. But I just happened to be uh, at one of my jobs that I was working at the time, and uh, 
This was when WCW was around, and a guy walked in trying to find the Civic Center, and I just happened to randomly ask, well, what are you looking for the Civic Center for? And he was like, uh, uh, promoter with WCW, just trying to find the venue, blah, blah, blah. So I had mentioned to him that I was interested in going to uh, the ECW school. They used to put a, a ad in the, one of the magazines that I used to read uh, many years ago, and they had an ad for a school in there. And um, I just couldn't relocate and, and, and didn't have the money. And then uh, I looked into the power plant, and it was another another money thing. And uh, I'd even looked into uh, Dory School, but, you know, for, for that price to go for a week uh, wasn't beneficial at all. And, um, uh, you know, I was telling him about that, but he gave me a contact for a guy's number named Johnny Walker, not Mr. Wrestling too, but a Johnny Walker that was uh, working at a uh, car dealership not far from where I live. And uh, I got in contact with him and just happened to be uh, – a wrestling promotion starting up in Jessup, Georgia, about about 45 minutes from where I live, and uh, uh, got in contact with the owner, and I went out there and uh, uh, started training. And it was it was hard because I didn't have a I didn't have like dependable transportation at the time, so um, you know it was just ironic that another guy from Savannah was training at that school too. So it made it it made it easy to get rides back and forth. So. Um, basically everything kind of happened for a reason, man, to be honest with you. So. That's the way all these things are sometimes serendipitous on just how things turn out and the strange coincidences that you have. Now, yeah. what, was your early training, what was your early training like, and what did you do in your training? And tell me some about, about the school you went to and everything else. Um, early early training was, was pretty normal, man. Uh, basically, we just did a lot of, a lot of bump drills, um, Chain chain wrestling, the, the the normal the normal stuff. Um, it, it, the uh, you know my my background with like wrestling and and judo and jujitsu and stuff like that kind of like came into play because a lot of uh, with the judo like uh, and even jujitsu like first thing you learn is is like how to fall like how to bump so to speak and uh, um, you know I never like bumping never really was like uh, um, that difficult. I just kind of hated backdrops more so than anything. But um, yeah, it, it it was uh we would we would train like twice a week, and then uh on Saturdays they they would run events like every every week. And uh, uh, me and the other guy Jesse from Savannah would get there early, and you know the the whole thing set up, you know, take care of all the um, the the necessities for getting an event, you know, underway that evening. And once we got everything taken care of, we would train and then uh, uh, break, go get something to eat, and then get ready for the event. So, um, you know, and I got, I got about, uh, I got about three months worth of training, man, before uh, I had my first match with uh, um, the guy that that, uh, lived in Savannah with me. And uh, um, shortly after that, the, uh, the promotion folded and uh, so did the school. So, in turn, that left me kind of, you know, uh, basically getting trained on the road, trained in the ring by working other people. Um, you know, that was that was probably a, a big problem because it, you know, and I and, and I think back on it now, and if I if I had the money and the resources, I, I would have definitely invested in uh, 
a different a different school, but I did what I could, um, you know, with the best that I had available to me. But when the when the school closed and the the group closed, like there was still so much, like still so many gaps in, um, you know, in my my wrestling, my professional wrestling uh, work, and it just took a while. It took a lot of camps, a lot of mistakes. In the ring, it, it took working with a lot of guys that were better than me, and and basically I had to like like you know get road experience to to fill in those gaps that 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 I didn't get you know when the, the school closed. So um, there's no telling, man. I mean, uh, if 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 I had went to you know maybe you know like the ECW school or the power plant, you know there there's no telling, man. I'm I'm probably would have been light years ahead. Um, you know, the game versus, uh, you know, three months and then trying to figure out everything, you know, on your own from trial and error. Well, that was called, uh, we like to call it trial by fire. Uh, Nikita Koloff actually kind of learned that way, but it is kind of the harder way to learn because it's kind of like saying, here, you're a brain surgeon without ever going to medical school yet, you know, but yeah. here's a nice to figure out how to do it. You know, it is. I agree. It is a very difficult way to do it, but I guess because you had so many different teachers, you learned so many different styles and different ways to do things and working with different wrestlers, you didn't get set to something that a lot of wrestlers do where it's only this way or it's the wrong way. You probably became more adaptable, and that's, maybe that's why you're known for being able to bring out the best in every wrestler you're able to wrestle against. Absolutely, man. I, I, um, you know, I, I spent the money. I, uh, I worked with Dr. Tom, Tracy Smothers, Wes Thatcher, Harley Race, Ricky Steamboat, the Noah, the Noah guys. Like, and and when when people ask me who trained me, I honestly, and 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 this is this is how I feel. Like, I, and and sometimes people will put in a bio, but some people won't. If anybody asks who trains me, I, I honestly say everybody I've been in the ring with, because that is the honest to God answer. Um, that's that's how I feel um, personally. Like I I don't really give one person particular credit for 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 training me, because I learned a little bit from each person. Each mistake I made, you know, um, I learned from it, and I I never had a problem going up to guys asking them, you know, hey. What do you think, you know, and, and listening to their opinion. And everybody's got an opinion. Each each opinion is going to be different. With one, with, with uh, you know, Wes Thatcher likes, Al Snow will probably may not like, you know. So you, you listen to what the guys say and you, you take from it what works for you and, and you apply it. You know, not everything's going to work for you, but you just listen and you take what applies and, and uh, you continue to improve. Now, it's kind of funny you were saying you're a guy that started off without a car and you had trouble getting every, anywhere, because now you're known as a wrestler that seems to wrestle everywhere. What took you from, how did you basically become the wrestler that's known to travel from the north to south, the east and west, and everywhere in between? Um, you know, and, and I, I, when I started in, in, in Georgia in the Jessup Fed, and then we, we did like other smaller shows, like kind of in that area, but... I got the ring announcer that we were using on those Jessup shows was working another event in South Carolina in Hemingway, uh, ECPW. And uh, me and Jesse went to work for him. 
and you know got a, I got a taste of like a new a new style um and and Brian Perry was the owner and he he helped me a little bit I would come up and train with him um but you know there was a point in time where I it was me and Jesse we had to get booked together or if I got a book and I would have to be like well hey can you use him or vice versa and once I got my vehicle, man, like the sky was a limit. I was just on the road, whatever, wherever. Um, and I, I can honestly tell you, I, I sent in a lot of tapes, a lot of emails, but the the most effective way for me to get bookings elsewhere was being at the right place at the right time, working in an event with somebody that was there that, that, that uh, knew somebody else or could put me in, in contact with them. Like, there's nothing like an eyewitness to watching to someone watching you wrestle in the ring. Um, but uh, it was that's how it started, man. I I just happened to work a group, and it would open up another book, and I'd work another group. It open up something else, and before you know it, I'd I'd, I'd bully my way into a Florida event by by just you know being persistent and 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 uh, you know just just stand on people and then finally the Florida door opened and then I started working more down there and then more bookings there came about and then there was North Carolina stuff and 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 in Texas stuff and the thing I remember the most is that people would always wonder why do you drive all over the place why do you why do you why do you do that like what what's the point of that those same guys now that used to say that are the ones that finally got smart and that they're they're doing the same thing because nobody's going to know you if you stay in one place each and every week. That's not the, if you're trying to be successful and try to make a, a living and, 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 and get to that next level. Like, I mean, you really got to hit the road. You really, I mean, the people that I've had the, the, the privilege to be in the ring with, man, I, I wouldn't have been able to have that chance if I just stayed here in Georgia each weekend, you know, and work for two feds, you know, it, it, you had to get out there, and I, you know, I had to learn, you know. So, um, in ninety, in in the past twelve years, twelve, thirteen years, ninety eight percent of these trips, maybe ninety seven percent of these trips, have been by myself, hands down. So these these drives in Massachusetts and Jersey and New York and Texas, like th- that's me in the car by myself, man. Like no help, no nothing. So because I wanted it that bad, that's how bad I wanted it, you know. So it, it just depends, you know. Some people, you know, are content where they're at. I I have aspirations for bigger things, and uh, hopefully, hopefully that that uh, that'll happen here sooner than later. Now I believe we have a caller on the line. Let's see if we can do this while we're having technical issues. Caller, are you are there on the line? We were talking earlier this morning, and, and you guys asked uh, questions, and it's cool. But uh, <laughs> I've got a question because if you don't ask the questions that stand out, no one will know you're any different than anyone else. So, Vordell Walker, condom or no condom? Uh, no condom, sir. <laughs> Man, how's that? How's that AC compressor? <laughs> Listen, the cars in the shop. It's Dan Masters, guys. Uh, just doing a little dusting here in the condo on a Saturday, but kick back, relax, listening. I, I do want to ask a hard question, and I wasn't set up to ask it. What is your – because I've heard about all this other stuff. You guys are, like, going back in a time machine. We want to go forward, right? 
What's your question, sir? What is your what is your professional opinion of Bruce Starf in the NWA? Um, man, you know what? I what a headache that was. What uh, what a headache. You know, and I'm not I'm not going to say anything bad, but I will I will say this. Um, I definitely want to stand out with that national title, and I I basically went to them with ideas, a business plan, basically, if you will, of what I wanted to do. Um, they gave me certain restrictions that I just couldn't I couldn't go with, man. There's no way. There's no way I could do it. Like they weren't keeping, you know, and I, and, and I don't want to go into full detail, but the restrictions they had on me that they wanted me to abide by, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Like there, there's no way. So, um, you know, but I, I will, I will say this though. Um, dropping that title was not a damn issue. The problem that I had is you tried Bruce, Tony, and even uh, Tim and Cersei, and even you, Damian Wayne. Um, you guys tried to hide the fact that the, the title swap was supposed to happen. Just lucky enough, I had a friend that, that smartened me up, you know, and, and, and whatever, man. You know what? It, it doesn't matter because you know what? That title cannot make me. I was made long before that title. What I wanted to do was bring some buzz to that title if you would have just given me some leeway with what I wanted. But, you know, that is said and done, and, and uh, I'm not going to say anything negative, but I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing, and I'm going to keep working everywhere I work. And if I want to get pinned, I'll get pinned. And if I want to put my foot on the rope, I'll put my foot on the rope. And if I want to get DQ'd, I'll get DQ'd with the USA Pro Championship belt that I just beat Colt Cabana for a couple of weeks ago, who is a former NWA world champion, I might add. So with that being said, I don't need that title. I don't need you guys, and and the bottom line is life will go on. I will continue to stay booked each and every week, and I will continue to do what I do best, whether my foot is on the rope or whether my shoulders are down, and that's it. Needless to say, those three letters must not uh, mean a whole lot at the year we're involved in now, 2013. I mean, gentlemen, I don't know if you're aware of this, and Cordell, I haven't even talked to you about this, but in Georgia – just a couple of weeks ago, the Nature Boy Ric Flair hands over his NWA World Title belt that he had at his house to a guy named Paul Lee. And, and much respect to Paul Lee; he's a great guy. But if the NWA letters meant anything, and Ric Flair's wrestling in front of 150 people in Ringgold, Georgia, and handing the belt over to Paul Lee, come on, I think it's past. You know, but it it, it is what it is. Well, you know, I. I appreciate the the opportunity, but um, you know there was nothing I could do. There, there, like the ideas that I had, you know, were, you know, I felt like it would have been beneficial to me uh, to the NWA, and that's all I wanted to do was just just do something different, do something that stood out. And I didn't have the opportunity to do that, so you know what? I don't need the belt. If I can't stand out and be different, then I don't want it. The name no, of the game is not to be. The name of the game is not to be like everybody else. The name of the game is to stand out, be different, be unique, set yourself apart from the rest of the pack. And if I can't get that opportunity, then I don't want the belt. I didn't want it. Plain as day. 
Well, I appreciate you calling, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. I hope you continue listening to the show. You got it. <laughs> All right. So, Wardell, back. we're going to talk a little bit more about the past now because, you know, we want to know how you get to the point that you are now. And, unfortunately, it's you can't just teleport there. you got to start on a long journey, just like all those long road trips that you've been taking. Right, right. So um, all right, you wrestle on the road. You're, you're known as a road warrior of sorts. Like I said, you wrestled in – I've seen you first, believe it or not, in Pennsylvania, I believe, where I, I think it was a CZW show the first time I saw you. And then I uh, remember seeing you um, – some some videotapes of you and, and then later YouTube uh, – and some DVDs and stuff like that from tape trading. There was some stuff I found from you going around there. And then uh, I know you, the first time I truly, truly, truly got to watch you and see where you are was we were, uh, I was helping out with a promotion called IWA Tri-State, or uh, IWA Vintage, I believe, actually, I'm sorry. And you were set up, it was a joint show with then NWA Dog. You were set up to wrestle Damian Wayne. Damian Wayne, right. uh, and you were having this amazing championship match for the, at the time, I believe it was the NWA uh, Continental Championship, and you guys stole the show on a completely loaded show where the main event of the match show was was Chance Profit versus TNA's Gunner that also had an amazing match. Um, please tell me about your memories of wrestling Damian Wayne, and, and then tell me about, since you mentioned him before, how the feud with Damian Wayne, the multi-promotional feud with Damian Wayne, um, yeah, we, uh, it, it, I believe it originated in Gouge, Gouge, uh, wrestling and, uh, the Raleigh, the Raleigh area. And, um, from there it, 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 uh, it branched out to, uh, NWA dog. And, uh, I don't know the name of the group in South Carolina, maybe SCWF. Um, we took it to, uh, uh man pretty much all pretty much all over Tennessee South Carolina uh North Carolina uh, New Jersey Now that was the main I think the master first at least in the National Wrestling Alliance first really kind of put you on the map in this in that area where everybody started talking about you because how great that match was. You've wrestled them probably I'd say over fifty times in your in since you've been wrestling them. Do you and Damian Wayne just have some kind of chemistry or do you have some kind of state of masochism where you like to beat each other up? Yeah, I, I believe it's just uh just a natural connection, man. Either you either have it with some people or or you don't. Um but but yeah, there's just there's just a natural just click that just just goes off. Um, you know, um, I don't know what it is. You just kind of know. Um, you just kind of know when you go out there. It's going to be not just a normal match. It'll it'll be something special, something uh, memorable. And uh, I don't I don't think I've ever had a, a bad match with him. I don't. Uh, you know, I don't I don't think we've had a bad match. Well, you feuded over the Dog Championship. You feuded over the NWA National Championship. Uh, you guys, I believe, feuded over the SCWA Championship. Uh, I, I, I believe you and him feuded over a championship in Virginia or North Carolina. You know, you guys wrestle so much in different places, it's hard to keep track. And every match you guys wrestle seems to get better and better and better. Um, and 
again, it's, it's one of the things I think, at least for the the forum that the National Wrestling Alliance, uh, I'm sorry, AllianceNationalWrestling.com, which covers NWA and a bunch of other promotions, that is kind of like what kind of brought you the attention to a lot of the guys where everybody started seeing how good you are. And one of the good aspects you have of how good you are, it seems like you wrestle the top main talent in professional wrestling, and it always seems like you're always against them. How do you always get booked against the guys performing WWE, WCW, TNA, ECW, and all those different superstars? Um, you know, uh, it's it's weird because like uh, it's it's a humbling thing because I really don't, you know, it's weird, you know, being the kid, uh, you know, watching these guys and then you know being across the ranks from them, but. You know, I, I don't know, man. And and even even before uh, all the NWA stuff, I mean, uh, um, my my experiences up north uh, um, were were with like Ring of Honor. Um, I worked for Alpha a few times up there, um, and Frank Goodman used to run New York consistently. So I was up there. I was up there quite a bit, man. Uh, maybe around the the oh four oh six range but i mean um you know i i don't know man you know and 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 to me i I don't know like i just i see myself as just the average average guy but you know i I guess people you know bookers they they trust me um you know they they appreciate you know what i do and uh um you know and and at the end of the day all i want to do is just have the best match possible um and uh, I guess that's why they put me in certain spots like that. And I, I feel like I'm a pressure guy. Uh, um, always have been. Um, you know, if you put me in, in high-pressure situations, I feel like I excel the most. So if you put me in title match positions or main event positions or put me in there with somebody uh, um, that I know can go, like I, I just step my game up, you know. So it helps me. It helps me, and I, I like that. I like that kind of pressure. I definitely do. I agree. Now, has there ever been a wrestler with some a bigger name wrestler that you didn't necessarily have a good time with? Mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> I, you know, yeah. I mean, uh, it was the, uh, you know, the incident. Uh, in Ocala uh, with, with Steiner, but, uh, um, you know, uh, I gave him his receipt for that in 08 in Orangeburg. And uh, honestly, other than that, man, I mean, I really, I really haven't had any issues with bigger names. You know, it, it really, it really just kind of depends on who you're in there with. Um, you know, some of the, the older guys, you know, they, they're limited on what they can and can't do. So it just really depends. But, uh, um, you know, I don't, you know, uh, I dislike, you know, Steiner. I don't hate him. You know, as far as now, uh, you know, uh, if I saw him, you know, uh, I'd speak to him. You know, uh, passes in the past, and uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully he learned a lesson, you know, from that. So it was um, that was something, and I'm not going to bring it up because it's again, I don't believe it's true. Need, really needs to be reiterated because I know you've talked about it a hundred times, but I think you gained a lot of respect and and basically uh, people started realizing that you're not somebody to mess with after that incident, and I think it, it may have helped your career more than you may realize because 
all of a sudden everybody's talking about you. Now, my buddy TK is also on the line. He has a question for you, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. TK, you there? Hello? I guess he, he lost TK. Can you TK, you there? Can you hear yeah, me? I can hear you now. Yeah, okay, yeah. I guess I'll... Guess I'm standing in the wrong spot. Uh, I don't know. It showed on. Uh, I'm interested more in your future. I mean, what are your goals? What are your plans? What do you What do you want to accomplish? Um, in the next the next few years is uh, I really man I, I want to continue to travel the world and uh, I really aspire to. Uh, Get to Japan, man. I, I basically just want to be able to make a living wrestling, enjoy what I do, and uh, just have fun, man. Get to travel the world and, uh, and and do what I love, and that that's it. Where wherever wherever that takes me, man. Um, that I know that that's probably a pretty quick answer, but I mean honestly, that's it. Just make a living, travel the world, and fun, and then that's the bottom line. Um, but I, I'd love, I'd love to go. To, I'd love, and um, you know, uh, I'd love to have a have a career over there. You know, so um, who knows, man? It's all about timing. All about you know, right place, right time. What what's you know, people are looking for at that present moment. So uh, hopefully that day comes sooner than later. Is there anybody in particular you'd like to step in the ring with that you haven't yet? Is there somebody that? You know, you want to test your skills against? Uh, on honestly, um, not not that I can really think off the top, man. Like, um, you know, um, I'll I'll say this if if, if that might might help, but um, I really. Uh, have enjoyed working guys like Tuchel, Scorpio, John Davis, uh, Bruce Santee, um, guys like that. I mean, I don't know if that might like help help kind of give you an idea of the guys I like to work. Tuchel Scorpio is phenomenal, and he's he's like you know got to be in his late forties, man. But he looks like he's twenty two out there, bro. He's unreal, and. Uh, I've got another match with him coming up in the end of uh, August, uh, and I'm, I'm very, uh, very stoked for that. And then, uh, um, and I've got another dream match coming up September, uh, September 6th in Nashville against uh, former uh, UFC champion and uh, NWA World Heavyweight Champion Dan Severn. So, I mean, it doesn't get any much better than that, man. Um, I remember watching him on UFC three suplexing the the heck out of Anthony Macias. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. So Dan Severn is truly one of the most nice and humble guys you'll ever meet. But boy, he can be a beast oh. if you give him a chance to be. So um I, I look forward to that match. I think I think that match is gonna test you a lot, Mordell, and, and may even further elevate you to being the superstar that you have the potential to be. Hello? Are you still there? Did we lose him? Oh, he dropped. Uh, there goes his number now. <laughs> That's been a fun-filled show, hasn't it, Jaden? 
it has been an interesting show. Um, hopefully, Vordal comes back. Uh, I, he has done a lot. There's a lot of things I wanted to get to. I mean, he's done Ring of Honor, like he said, uh, CVW. He was wrestling Northeast. And I believe uh, he's a major factor for things like the um, the Ring Warrior Project and other things like that. And I wanted to see what he was doing for NWA Saw. The Vordal really has been... Um, controversial and talented and just on the cusp of greatness. We also, I just got texted a question I want to ask him. I'll have to wait till he gets back on. Hopefully he does. But, uh, all right, well, DK, while we're waiting, um, <laughs> tell me, when was the first time you seen Wardell Walker in a ring? Or maybe online? It was online, actually. I, I've I've not had the pleasure of getting to see him live. I've I've seen him online in a few in a few matches, and I probably discovered Wardell about the time that the Alliance guys, you know, were putting out ratings. And I noticed that as I was looking through results and looking through uh, uh, different independent wrestling's websites and Facebooks and stuff like that that his name popped up a lot. And then about that time, he got a break in uh, Ring Warriors, and so he, and so then I learned about him there, and, you know, I saw some action of his from, from there. And so, you know, anybody who can travel the country like he's been doing, you know, that says a lot about the type of talent they are in the ring. He does. Travel and wrestle a lot of places against a lot of different quality of wrestlers and a lot of different styles of wrestlers. That's one thing I put over Wardell for huge is he could wrestle a smart mark style, an old southern style. He could wrestle against the veterans and and make them look like a million dollars. He could wrestle yeah. against young and make them look like a million dollars. So he's really really good. All right, I think he's back on. Are you there, Wardell? DW, can you hear us? Hey, yeah, guys. Sorry about that, man. We but, understand uh, what earlier about technology. It doesn't. When it works, it works great. When it doesn't work, it doesn't work at all. Yes, sir. But um, yeah. Sorry, man. I lost you guys. But but That's yeah. Okay. Uh, hey, I got a quick question for you. You're talking yeah. about some of your jujitsu and uh, other training besides uh, wrestling. You're talking about wrestling, Dan Severin. Have you given any yeah. thought to MMA? Say, say again, sir. Have you given any thought to MMA uh, fighting, UFC type, whatever? Uh I I have like uh, I've I've really been uh, like schedule's been so busy, but I, I've really given a thought about uh, um, going back and training, man, I, like maybe like the last year and a half I've been itching to do like uh, um, judo or jiu-jitsu tournaments again, man. So, I mean, who, who knows? I'll, I'll never, uh, never say never, but I really, I really in, enjoy professional wrestling. And that was, that was a problem that I had once, uh, once I started training, like I, I couldn't, I couldn't do both. Like I couldn't do my, my like uh jujitsu and MMA classes and, and, and do pro wrestling. It was just it was, and, and go to school and work. It was just too much on my plate, man. So something I had to give and, and uh um 
you know, it was pro wrestling that, that, that took precedence. So, um, but, but never say never, uh, you know, I, you know, I'm still, I'm still pretty young. So, uh, um, you know, I got, I got a, a good little window left, man. Not, not a much, but a little bit. So. Speaking about pro wrestling, um, Again, DK was talking about how you he started really paying attention to you when you were kicking butt in, in then NWA Ring Warriors. How did you get involved with Ring Warriors, and are you still working with them? And tell me about your time working with Howard Birdie. Uh, bro, I, I love Howard Birdie and uh, Vito Danucci or uh, Larry Larry Lynn's Brandon. But um, actually, they've got an event tomorrow, and they they dropped the the NWA name, so they're. They're now like Ring Warriors, but they've they've got an event tomorrow that I'm heading uh, heading down for uh, in a couple hours in Pompano Beach, Florida, for uh, TV taping that they're doing down there. But um, yeah, from from my Florida work, uh, you know, I met you know pretty much everybody under the sun that that you know lives and works for the, the promotions down there. But when Initially, when when Howard and Vito and, and Paula Jones were doing the the initial uh, NWA Ring Warriors at the time, um, they were doing the Grand Championship tournament and a couple couple uh, regular matches in between. But I uh, got a call from from uh, Vito, uh, who I've met numerous times before, and he asked me to be a part of it. And uh, I said yes, and uh, the rest is history. And uh, I've had I've had the pleasure of. Uh, um, working with uh, Titan uh, uh, on the opposite team against uh, uh, Billy Gunn, the, the Headbangers, working Goldust. Uh, um, you know, so uh, it's, it's been a really great experience, man. Uh, um, and uh, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. The cards stack like uh, um, Amy and everybody that, that's, uh, um, you know, it's got some kind of buzz in the pro wrestling world is, is on that card. Uh, Adam Pierce, Tyson Tomko, the Ring Warriors, uh, Grand Champion Bruce Santee, uh, myself, Jesse Neal, Corey Chavis, John Davis. Uh, oh, man, like the, the the list goes on. Adam Pierce. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a stacked lineup, man. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Do you know who you're wrestling yet? Um, I do not, but uh, they're they're taping at least uh, I believe four weeks of TV, so I'll I'll have a couple matches. So, um, it uh, it should be interesting. So, um, and then they've got they've got uh, several more events lined up for the rest of the year. But um, yeah, this this year has been incredible. Like um, I think I, no, I can honestly say this is probably been like the best year of my career hands down like uh yeah every everything everything's been just like 90 miles an hour everything's just been taken off and uh i'm 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 really grateful and uh appreciative for for everything man more more than i can verbally put into words now one of the other places you really seem to to shine and they seem to highlight you well is Saul, so uh, NWA Saul. How did you get involved with them? I know you've been a multiple-time champion for them, and tell me about working for them. Yeah, the the Saul the Saul group was uh, originally uh, 
it was like a split kind of thing. Like Paul Adams had the book. There were two different saws, and and I was with the, the Paul Adams group for a while, and then they split, and then another another group had the saw name. And it's, it's a long story, man. But eventually, I came on board working for Paul Adams, and then uh, Tim Tom Thomason was a uh, the the booker for the the NWA saw version, so. Um, again, you've wrestled lots of great champions, wrestling for saw, wrestling for uh, just about everywhere in the United States. Now, I got two questions for you from a fan. He wants to know: A, are you related to Billy Zane? And B, uh, why are you the king of the Cougars? Still there? I think we lost him again. <laughs> He's still showing on the board, so it might just be a spot. Yeah, that happens, unfortunately. We both know. I still got my arm out the door with that, with the hook coat hanger in one hand. You must be getting tired by now. <laughs> well, DW, um, I think we're going to to wrap this up, unfortunately, Vordell's having some technical difficulties, and we're all having technical difficulties. It's just been a show of technical difficulties. But I wanted See to thank Vordell. Here? What was that, DK? See what happens when Jay's not here? Yeah, I know. I think Jay sabotaged us. He realized we usually have really good shows when he's not here, and now he wants to ruin it for us. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's, he, he likes to add ends to things, and I think he's trying to end our streak of of having some good shows. But, uh, no, I, I, this actually was a very good show. I learned about Wardell, um and learned a lot about him, and I hope you fans did too. If you check him out on Facebook, I know he's on Facebook. I believe he's on Twitter. Um, if you can also check him out, if you're in an NWA Ring Warriors, I'm sorry, Ring Warriors show, no longer NWA, Ring Warriors event tomorrow, make sure to check him out for that national TV taping. Check him out anytime you can get him into uh, an event in Rio because he does wrestle everywhere. I also, um, if you can't have a chance, I know he's wrestling for the Wrestling Cares promotion in California. And just check him out wherever you can see him. Also, while we're on the line, don't forget our sponsors. We'll start off with Replica Title Belts. People, if you have a promotion and they use a WWE, a WCW, an ECW replica with stickers on it, you're not going to wrestling promotion, you're in a backyard promotion. Real wrestling companies use real belts. And if you want a real belt made, go to replicatitlebelts.com. Don't be confused by the name. They make custom championships with about the same price you're paying for one of those toy belts. So instead of having a pretend championship, have a real custom championship with your logo made. And if you're not a wrestling company, if you're a civic organization, if you want to have an accomplishment for your salesman of the month, Replica Title Belts is a great affordable way to have a championship belt made for any and all events. That's ReplicaTitleBelts.com. Make sure to check them out. And DK, uh, where will you be coming up today? Oh, I'll be doing absolutely nothing if I have any say in it. I also want to mention <laughs> another sponsor. Sponsor Jason Flames Tang So Do University. Uh, they're uh, one of our sponsors, and don't forget to listen to our to our sister uh, radio shows on the All Like Wrestling Network. 
where we have where we have MPW Radio, Beyond the Kayfabe, and Vendetta, Vendetta Pro Radio as shows that are on this network. So if you enjoy us, wow, that's kind of crazy considering the difficulties we've had today. But if you do, go listen to some real shows that we really that you'll really truly enjoy, such as Vendetta, Vendetta Pro and the rest. So Jaden, do you think we can call this a failure now? I think we can call this a a trial. Um, we tried, and I think again it had its great point, especially when Gordo was on. But we're we're going to miss Jay, and I hope he's back in two weeks. Do we have a guest in two weeks, there, TK? Uh, we're still in the process of confirming one. Well, but. in two weeks, come back to Y'all Like Wrestling Network, and make sure you listen to all the all the shows and. That is on the Y'all Like Wrestling Network, and hopefully the Alliance guys will have a little bit better time with technology. For DK, I'm Jaden. Uh, make sure you go to alliance-wrestling.com for all your news in, in NWA and, and other companies, including Dangerous Adrenaline Wrestling Gladiators. Uh, make sure you check out the forum. Please ignore a guy called Pole Jump. We do. And I guess we will talk to you the next time we're online. DK, anything else to say? That's all for tonight. Thank you. And it's, it actually God help us all. It has been a fun time. Yes, it is. God help us all. Exactly. Napa know-how. A Napa guy knows more isn't always better. Unless we're talking about full-size vans. These beasts do more than get you from A to B. They have so much space a man can live in it. With shag carpeting, waterbed, and a sweet lava lamp, these mobile abodes have all the comforts of home. With quality parts and plenty of Napa know-how, you can keep the original tiny house running longer, stronger. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. We all have our mountains, the challenges that push us further. At Coors Light, our mountain is brewing the world's most refreshing beer. That's why all of our breweries cold lager to give Coors Light its signature crisp taste. It's why we cold filter to ensure brilliance and clarity. And it's why we package cold to seal in Coors Light's refreshing flavor. Because we believe every climb deserves a refreshing finish. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Great beer, great responsibility. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.